give you, what Greg is going to give you, what Ben is going to give you, what all three are going to give you. The Big D. Trico's going to give you, what Greg is going to give you, what Ben is going to give you, what all three are going to give you. The Big D. Trico, Rev, and Ben, yet they're at it again. Breaking down the team, putting stats up in your head, nothing left than said. They're leaving it all on the field. Just like the favorite team, raising two cups and we'll chill. The knowledge isn't real for a trio so true. To representing the great red, white, and blue. And you love them too. That you can't deny, so just one time. Let me hear Dallas till I die. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you the big D. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you. The Big D. Um, soccer? Podcast? Tonight on Big D After Dark, we break down FC Dallas's disappointing, frustrating draw at home against Houston and this first of the Texas Derby series. Wasn't exactly fireworks and cannon fire in this one, though Dallas did claw back from a deficit to get the point at home. What can we learn about this team? What's this team going to look like going forward? What's not working? Join Jose and I as we break it down this evening and take your questions live. Welcome to Big D After Dark. And we're live. We are live. Welcome everyone to the show. Welcome to Big D After Dark brought to you by... BigDSoccer.com, your fan-centered voice of FC Dallas and North Texas coverage. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good articles each and every week. We hope you're checking it out. I'm Nathan. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. And there with me today is Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona. Say hello, Jose. Hello. All right. Good Good to have you all. Ben is taking a couple of weeks off, so we'll be missing him. We'll be bringing in some other voices in the weeks to come if all works out. And uh, so we'll be mixing it up a little bit. But, of course, you are part of the voice. If you're a viewer with us, you're watching. If you use the, the comments on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch and you have a question about FC Dallas, about you have a reaction to the draw at home against Houston we want to hear it. We'll throw it up. You'll you'll change our and shape our conversation this evening. So give us your reaction. Thank you for joining us. So yeah, let's get to it. FC Dallas welcomed Houston to town at a game at home, and uh, early uh, a penalty. Dallas gave up a penalty. It is sort of a an own mistake. Gave up the goal to Houston, and then had to sort of fight back. But we're able to get a, a pretty cool goal from uh, Obreon. and uh, you know, but but that's where it stood. Despite Dallas pushing pretty much pretty late and pushing hard and making a lot of changes to the lineup, 
They were unable to get the go-ahead goal. A disappointing result, especially against your rival, your in-state rival, and especially coming off of a, a four to one win at home against Portland, we, we thought maybe this team was ready to to unleash its offensive ability. And yet, uh, no, you know, this it's, it was kind of a disappointing result. So let's talk about positives from the game, and then let's talk about the the the, the things that this team still needs to work on. Jose, why don't you get us started with some some positives? Well, positives, you have to uh, like the fact that O'Brien has scored twice now and, and looked good doing it, which is what he was brought in to do. You know, he came in with a reputation as a scorer, and in the preseason he was, you know, overshadowed by how well Vargas was playing. But of the two, O'Brien was the guy that came in with the, with, with the proven record of being a scoring uh, player and and so far, he, uh, to me, he's living up to the hype. I'm very happy to see that. And, and mind you, he's still getting acclimated. So if he's doing this good now, hopefully it's just, you know, the tip of the iceberg and we'll see more of that going forward. Uh, I, th- I think I like what I saw from Felipe also. I mean, I, I think I still have like to have Mar back there, but I think he's shown well. And uh, I have no problem with him having to start again if needed. Uh, I also, I don't know, it's, I know he's been maligned, but I really like the way Acosta played. And he's he's been mm. playing well this season. Maybe not for the entirety of a match, but he was clearly the best player on the field for me for most of the match. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know some people don't want to hear that because a lot of people don't have been down on Acosta, but he's finally starting to live up to to that, you know, the the DP that you know him being a DP player, you know. So, so I'm happy to see that. And those are the positives I can I can get from this. Yeah. Well, and and I I can you know I can jump on some of those too. I I think I I think you're speaking. Clearly, some, that there were some positives. That there were definitely some things for FC Dallas to build upon in this game. Definitely. I mean, they yes. they showed fight. They showed you know to, to get their way back into the game, and um, they showed some urgency again. I, I think Lucci is getting more comfortable with his subs and some possibilities to bring off the bench. We saw uh, uh, Ashun make his uh, debut, and he was active, if not quite really in sync with the team. Um, It'd be good to see what what he can bring. Yeah, yeah. I thought you know the the lineup was pretty strong. Munjoma is is growing in that position on right at, at right back. Uh, I think we may not see till mid season if he can really unleash some spectacular stuff as his confidence grows. But yeah, overall, I mean, there's a good number of homegrowns got minutes. They got you know the team pushed. Uh, there were some positive ideas, but but I still think. Well, we'll get we'll get to the negatives there too. But yeah, I, I like Obreon's goal. I like some of the subs. I like some of the. the FC Dallas has the potential to be really deep this season with the number of homegrowns and. We like the positive was the young where the young players getting minutes, yeah. which will pay off later. And you're right. Like it, it just mixes things up. It just it makes the coach's life harder. And this week, I'll probably if I get a chance to ask Lucci a question. 
during the media call, I'm going to ask him about these lineup choices that he's having to make, seeing how many players. Uh, but let, let's shift over, you know, how many players he has available that could really impact the game. So, but let's shift over to the negatives. Let's shift over to the to the things that this team still clearly needs to work on. And and probably leading off that conversation is Frank O'Hara, right, Jose? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I, I'm not about to break into my Ben impersonation, but it's frustrating. You know, you're you're hoping that this will be the week that he breaks out and, and, and does something, but we're not seeing that. Uh, and, you know, it's easy to blame it all on him, but he's simply not getting the touches. You know, I, I think, I don't know how many touches he had, but it wasn't much. I think he only had like 10 passes in the game. And, and a player like him needs more touches than that. But at the same time, when he has gotten the ball in a position where he can do some damage, he has failed to deliver in those few opportunities that, yeah. he, has, that he has had. And, and I think it's getting to the point where the fans are rightfully frustrated with what they're seeing from, from you know, their number nine. So, yeah, I mean, but that's an easy one to pick on. I mean, I think the other the other thing that – the other negative was, uh, like you said, there was a failure to to uh, consistently connect on on uh, between the between the players. I think, believe it or not, Vargas and Munjoma were two of the players that really struggled uh, passing the ball around, which is something that FC Dallas likes to do those quick hit passes. Mm-hmm. And when that breaks down, it discombobulates the attack and and. You know, Vargas was, he was probably either the worst offender out there uh, with Manjoma. But, you know, Manjoma is learning. So, like you said, yeah, we, we've got to expect him to struggle early. His main thing should be to focus on defense. And then hopefully as the year progresses, he'll get more involved in the attack as, as he gets more comfortable there. We saw it, we saw it from Reynolds. We saw it from, from Cannon. And we'll see it from Manjoma and hopefully it pays off. But, and the third thing, of course, is, I mean, it's the dumb penalty kick, you know. Uh, mm. That's the third dumb Deadly. penalty kick. I mean, mm. flat-out dumb penalty kick that we've had in, Just... in, the thir- in three matches. And it's so frustrating for a guy like Brisson, whose reputation is that, you know, he'll pay, play great for the majority of the match, and then he'll have a knucklehead play somewhere so that hurts the team. And, and that's frustrating to see from him considering he's been probably the best defender yeah. you know yeah to begin this season and that's all that people are gonna remember is like yes but he gave up that pk against houston and and they're right to be upset about it too that's right now you know i asked him about that this last week and everything great guy to interview great guy to talk to great energy a, a, a real leader happy to be in dallas happy to be a part of this team but and he acknowledged those things happen and they do happen in soccer they happen to the best players sometimes who make a mistake, who just get to a play late or get in an awkward position. But yeah, to, to be, to, to, yeah, it, it's just tough. It's a tough, it's, it's starting the game with a deficit in a way. Uh, although, you know, it's, it's not quite that, but, but it's like, if it's just putting, making life harder for you when it's already been hard enough for this team to get things going and they're still trying to gel and, and and get players connecting and, and get the ideas that Lucci has on paper. Uh, on my my preview post, I talked about Matt Doyle's uh, latest um, 
his armchair analyst uh, piece, and he mentions the Houston-Dallas game. And he talks about how Dallas, an intriguing statistic is that something like 75% of their shots on goal so far this season have come from the penalty box area, which is what we, we needed to see from Lucci. Lucci's coaching, Lucci's get, getting that vision of what he wants, the way the ball is passed around, moved around, what the way they generate an attack. It's exciting. But but only you know only a, 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 a few goals so far to show for it right, um, and, and so right. Uh, yeah six goals I think so far in the season so it you know you you need to get some higher you need to get some of those shots to go in to get across you need to be more creative so there's work to be done up top and, and the question is going to be is hard the solution I, Jared Tilly one of our site contributors just suggested that you know that Lucci has this idea for how he wants to play but but maybe to get the most out of Hara means to switch it up some to go with two strikers up top or something figure out some way to play to Hara's strengths we know the guy has quality he is he has a track record of success and scoring goals it, it, it's crazy that he he's been struggling so much but on the other hand he's being asked to play in a system where it doesn't suit his strengths, um, it, it, he's just slow. He's he has some he has definitely skill and smarts, and we see it out there. We saw it in the assist last week, which was great. Maybe he's a super sub for this team and that veteran presence who's going to push the game late. But I tell you, like, well, we, would he be willing to accept it? Would he be willing to accept that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's one of the headaches of 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 being a. a coach at the highest levels is is you got it you know Lucci has to learn to deal with these situations you got your guy that was brought in to be the star player and he's not living up to his potential maybe it's your system maybe it's him probably a little bit of both you know it's probably somewhere in between lies the real answer and and Lucci has to figure it out and maybe maybe that two Mm. striker formation maybe that's that's more possible once once his who's his you know once Ferreira returns and then then maybe again we're just being hopeful here we'll see that that helps uh hara going forward but i mean i think most fans are losing their patience and i'm afraid there's there's no relief in sight you know hara has to hara and lucci have to figure something out to get it to work otherwise you know we're starting to sound like a you know a, a broken record yeah. and just repeating the same complaint every week. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 a tough. I don't want to be a broken record on this. I, I you know, I I'm not totally against Hara being on this squad at all. I think he can have a role to play, but I, we just got a lot of a lot. Of, uh, this team is still figuring itself out. So that's maybe shifting to this next part of the conversation. And by the way, send us in your comments, your questions if you're watching, if you're streaming with us. Let us know what your reaction is on Hara, what what you saw that was positive on Saturday, or what you saw that needs work. Um, well, but before I get into the next question, the other piece is going to say is I think Houston, it, it, this is a different team. This is a different team than we saw with Cabrera, and that has really struggled the past few years. I think Todd Ramos is... He doesn't have a lot of things to work with, and he's he is he's a smart soccer guy. I think he's getting some life out of these players. I think they're going to compete in spots. I still don't know that they're that much better than they were last year, but um, they've got you know they they can 
they can generate they can make some noise perhaps as we go down the stretch they can ruin some people's plans but like one of his things it seemed like he really had them key on Ricarte and so when Ricarte got the ball they really had players collapse around him um, and and I think that made it harder than for Dallas to to do some of the things that they were able to do against Portland and and for Ricarte to find the space to be as successful so that raises the question too of just Again, how do you tweak? How do you open it up? If they're going to target Ricarte, who's going to be that person to help get the attack going forward? Is that Tanner? Is it Acosta? You know, and so they have work to do around that. And so I think that's the next question: is just kind of what's your temperature? So those of you who are watching, what's your temperature on this team? Are you really cooling off on this team? Are you you think this is going to be just a a tough year, a tough slog to the to one of the final playoff spots? Are you still feel strongly about the upside of this team to really put together a run, to put the right pieces in place? They've got guys like Shun and others. They got Ferreira coming back, Cervania maybe coming back from his loan in Europe. There's some great quality pieces that are going to continue to be in the mix. We may see some more shift of the lineup over the next few weeks to try to find that right mix. Um, yeah, what's Jose? What's your temperature on this team? Well, I think I think it's you know too early to, to, you know, panic or anything like that. Um, as far as what can help Ricardo, well, you know, Vargas struggling with his passing hurt because he's the other guy that, that could be that sort of, you know, playmaker from the wing and him struggling that hurts. Of course, uh, the answer is of course, Paxton, Paxton, Paxton. Once, once we we're counting on him to get healthy and then, he's the other guy that can come in and give defenses multiple headaches to worry about, you know, and, and now that Shun is here, now you, you have a guy who's going to be competing for minutes against Vargas. So ideally, ideally we'll get the best guy playing there. So Vargas has to perform or Shun will take his time. And, and I like what I saw from Shun, even for a guy who basically just arrived <laughs> Got threw on his cleats and went out there and started playing. Basically, I mean, you gotta like what you saw from the guy, but you gotta figure that's only gonna get better. So, it's I think that's good healthy competition there. And uh, you know, as far as Cervenia coming back, uh, it looks like his his team is getting relegated. So very likely he's gonna be coming back. And they were playing him at right back. So you gotta wonder if Lucci will give him minutes there to compete with Monjoma, which would be healthy. Mm-hmm. Would be healthy for the team to have somebody that can actually compete against Monjoma because I'm telling you, I, I was shocked when I saw him. I actually saw him play a couple of matches at right back and he looked good. He looked honestly, he was the most dangerous player on that team at right back where when he was playing in the center, you, you couldn't, you know, it, he was only involved in defense and he, he wasn't all that much involved in attack, but once he was moved to right back that, that team's attack came to life and so you know i'm intrigued by it and I'm, I'm curious to see if when he comes back if lucci will see if, if he can push unjoma and i i mm, be what's wrong with uh, reinventing yourself i know and let's face it the, the, he has quality he definitely has quality we we've seen it so yeah I, i'm yeah i it does sound like he's coming back i mean i'm so i wish there still would be something in the mix there um, 
to keep them. Well, I mean, but... I mean, let's face it. You're going to, you have a clog of talent in the midfield. You're trying to find playing time for Tessman, Acosta, Ricarte, Paxton, uh, Surreal. And now you're going to bring in, you know, his, his is coming back and then you're going to bring in Cervinia and don't forget Roberts. So, you know, I think I would be intrigued. I haven't. I keep hearing Tuomasi has been been playing over on uh, at right back, and he was injured, so he hasn't got minutes there. So maybe survey to throw him in there and make it a three way and see see who you know who rises to the top. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I I'm I'm too. I'm still trying to still staying positive on this team. I mean, I think we've see, we're seeing some of the frustration that has been present over the past couple of seasons and just games where things just didn't click and, and I hope you know just hoping the team you know I was kind of, I'm still taking a little a bullish kind of outlook because I feel like maybe they get through some of these struggles and then start to hit their stride here over through through Can I just end. say that this feels different from last season? I mean last season when when we had the restart the team just looked like it was running at a lower gear, you know, it, it the, the mm-hmm. midfielder the midfielders yeah. weren't weren't communicating with the rest of the team and, and it was just the team just looked sluggish lifeless and we were all seriously concerned about how the team was playing once once the restart came that's not what we're getting here i mean that honestly you, you take a look at it and and see that if it wasn't for that you know that, that dumb pk again it allowed houston to basically relax and focus on getting out of here with a result which yeah. made, which made FC, you know, FCD's job that much harder. But they did manage to get a point. I'm not so sure they could have gotten this that point last season during the restart. So I, I think, I think it's a team that's gonna see its growing pains early on, and hopefully, it doesn't take as long as it did last year for them to figure it out, and 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 they can kick in gear here after about a month or two, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not a month or two, but a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, I agree so with you. I, I yeah, I, I think patience is, is key. And again, guys like Shun being integrated, having Ferreira out, Hedges out, Marr out. I mean, we're 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 seeing. Uh, you know, we're just, we're just out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we just we we got um, yeah, we got the we got some guys out. We got some lineup issues that are still going to be worked through. <laughs> I'm still dreaming of you know Paxton getting the start, and I'm dreaming of a of a Ricarte Paxton um, Acosta midfield where Houston can't just collapse around Ricarte because you know Paxton is ready to punish them, and they can't just collapse around Paxton because Ricarte then is ready to punish them. So you know some things like that, but we'll see. We'll see if that's what Lucci wants, and and I think Paxton they're in no hurry to rush Paxton back because they want him want him to be right so yeah i think as fans i know it's frustrating it's very frustrating to see this a little bit of a falter out of the gate we'll we'll learn a lot more about this team every each week and this coming sunday uh, coming game uh this weekend against minnesota should be a really interesting one before we get to that um let, let's hear from coach lucci i got to, i'm on, been on the media calls lately so we've been using some clips from those calls and I'd love to ask any questions you folks who are watching. If you have a, a burning question for Lucci or for another player, um, I, I will write it down and try to bring it up uh, this coming Wednesday. 
But let's. I, I asked Coach Lucci about penalties because one of the question was that we were talking about was, you know, we saw Acosta take some penalty kicks. We saw Vargas take some penalty kicks. Ricarte, and kind of just figuring out like, uh, what's that going to be like? And and so uh, Lucci had a great um, response to my question. So let's 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 listen together. Uh, so a little bit more interesting question, perhaps. Uh, about corner kicks, uh, I, we saw, I know we've seen a couple of different people taking corner kicks uh, over the first three games, including looks like Vargas got most of them in this last match. And we had a, a great goal off of a, a set piece. Uh, so that was exciting to see. What is the competition for uh, corner takers like in practice each week? And are there some other names that we can expect to see get, uh, get a try there? Is that just based on how they do in practice? Um, or the specific lineups and, and so on? Yeah, interesting. I haven't been asked this this type of question before, and um, it's interesting to talk about the topic with, with media. But, uh, yeah, you know, we, we did a reflection in the offseason. We were not happy with our production on tackle set pieces last season. Uh, we were better, actually, in 2019. But um, we want to get back uh, our winning ways, uh, you know, with set pieces. Uh, and especially offensively. We were actually one of the best teams in the league defensively, set pieces, but not certainly not in the top 20 offensively. So in our reflection, uh, we we discussed having a lot of reps, create a lot of repetition uh, of, the, of the actual place kickers, and then um, creating that competition internally with them, but also giving them support when decisions are made in the game. Um, and some movement in the box and some connections in the box I won't get into. But, uh, yeah, you have Andres Ricarte, who maybe doesn't hit it with as much power, but he's pretty accurate. Uh, you have Freddie, who does hit it with power, and, and, and the ball kind of curves and drops uh, or, or dips. You have a player like uh, Brian Acosta that can has, has a similar type hit to Freddie. And then you have, like, Eddie Munjama, who, you know, he's uh, growing in his development and his – opportunities earned and but he can hit, he can hit very good corner as well so those are the options we're looking at and um uh, you know again it's a goal we're happy with it it helped us win but um that's in the past and let's see if we can do it again on Saturday yeah I love I love listening to Lucci and glad I asked him a question that he hadn't been asked before by the media and I'm surprised by that but hey uh and it was interesting here Munjoma and I think maybe that's a wrinkle that explains why, you know, Majoma starting to kind of make his way into that lineup and he does cuz he presents some another potential wrinkle to throw or have have in the game at your disposal based on, you know, if someone else goes off injured or whatever, you got a guy there who can take some free some free kicks and corners and things. So, yeah, um and I think the key takeaway is that Lucci recognized this team needs to do better on set pieces. They leave they they generate enough corners fouls they've got to take advantage of those that's how you become a great team in mls you take advantage sometimes a great set piece corner i mean fc dallas has been on the receiving end of those kinds of things can turn your game can be everything you need to get a big big three points away or at or on the road or or, you know at home or whatever uh what'd you hear in that jose that uh intrigued you well, like you said, the, the fact that he's making it an open competition so that, you know, the guys, the, the, the guy that we see up there uh, doing those set pieces, it, he's got to earn that shot every week. 
He's got to beat out other guys. And like you said, he's he talking about Munjoma and, and, and Ricard and all those guys. And, you know, like you said, it's him basically admitting that we need to do better in set pieces. And let's face it, Ricard is going to get hacked uh, and he's going to get taken down in, in advantageous positions for FCD. And, and once Paxton comes along, they'll do the same thing to him. So you have to anticipate that those files will come and you're going to get a ton of set pieces. And yes, they need to start maximizing that aspect of the game. And, and, and that'll make up for the games where, where the offense just can't get, get going for whatever reason is get, you know, and I'm glad to hear that he's working on it, but you know, we got to start seeing results. That's yeah. That's the kick. I think they spent time working on it this last week in practice. They did some drills and things. And so, um, yeah, I was hoping to see some of that fruition against Houston. Uh, didn't quite come, uh, but yeah, very, um, uh, a hopeful sign. I mean, it sounds like Lucci's are trying to address this team and help this team get better in any way they can. I mean, every, every little bit will help this team grow. So, yeah, pretty interesting thing. I'm, I'm curious, too, if Shun is going to be in the mix. I don't know if he has taken corners before. I don't know if he um, – I I, he, he can score, that's for sure. But I don't know yet if he has so, a – You know, let me tell leg. you something uh, I, I, I thought about before the interview, and that's imagine once uh, uh, Jesus and Paxson are healthy – Imagine the possibilities. You know, you know that Lucci likes to interchange his players at all times. Now, what happens if you start, say, you know, uh, Chewy as your number nine, and then you've got your two wingers, and you, and you start Ricarte and and Paxton, or you start your three midfielders would be Paxton, Ricarte, and Chewy, and Pepe up top. Think of the interchangeable possibilities. Where you could have Paxton play in the middle, or play on the left, or play on the right. You could have Chewy play pretty much anywhere except, you know, except the the DM. And then you could have the rotations possibilities, interchangeable possibilities for once Jesus and Paxton get healthy, they're going to be a nightmare for teams to figure out in mm-hmm. the attack. And that's mm-hmm. what this team is missing out with these two guys being out is having them both on the field and them both being able to play on a midfield uh, or on the wings or as a striker. I mean, that's something that can help the attack blossom and, and, and figure out this defense because, like you said, how are they going to – how are they going to – how are you going to stop them from keying on Ricarte? Well, if you can't key on one player and you can move those pieces around the board, that can create – headaches and 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 that's what i'm right. hope will happen eventually is let's see what luchi can do with a, with a full healthy paxton and jesus as and see how he interchanges because i think we're going to be seeing some pretty wild uh uh swapping you know of, of positions going on once those kids are healthy yeah i didn't i didn't pull it up but my other question to luchi uh, on last wednesday was about jesus's health and it Sounds like he is participating in practice, but non-contact at this point, just because they don't want to stress his upper body, his arms, and things where he he hurt himself. And but maybe still a couple weeks away from from being available. And so uh, we're we're waiting to see what that means, because there was not a hotter player on this team than Jesus coming into this season. 
guy ready to go, and I think he'll still have a big impact on this this uh, this team's fortunes. Yeah, it's just it's just those U.S. men's national team call-ups. Just they just come we back saw, to bite this team. Every we saw single it with time. Hedges. I know we saw it with Hedges a few years ago. Bruce Arena. If ben was here. He would have his little con. Yeah, even even Cannon had a drop off when he came back. I mean, mm-hmm. it was. Something it about just it. keeps happening, so it's, it can't be a coincidence. The pressure of it all. Well, um, well, let's let's turn our attention before we close out for the night against Minnesota. Minnesota is zero and four. They have stu- talk about stumbling out of the eight. This is a team that some people were predicting would be in contention for uh, uh, MLS Cup that they or Shield or something. That this is a team that was going to pick up after last season and, and really thrive. Uh, but they did see they've lost, they've lost a, a player or two, they, but they brought in some, some, somebody, but they've been banged up. Dallas goes into Minnesota this weekend with a chance to get some points. Minnesota is also going to feel the pressure and that can work for them. It can work against them. Um, you know, I, I, I have a nightmare scenario where Dallas goes and struggles and Minnesota gets a little confidence back. I don't want that to happen. I want Dallas to go in and, and grab a draw. I want them to even steal three points. I don't know what to expect at this point, but I, I think this team has a real chance to, to make something happen. A way draw would be ideal. What's your What's your gut on their possibilities this weekend, Jose? Okay. Well, let me let me put it this way. You know, um, let's take it back to Timbers game where 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 Dallas won four one. Let me tell you what. I liked about that game, and then I'll tell you about the Houston Dynamo game also, is that we knew that the Timbers would be overmatched, except in the past, Dallas has struggled defeating teams that they should beat easily. You know, how many times have we gone as a favorite and expecting a big win, and maybe we've eked out, you know, a one-goal win or had to settle for a draw? You know, that happened quite a bit last season and I think it's happened a lot in the, in the first Lucci's first two years so seeing them go out go against Portland and you know just destroying them that gives me hope that that has changed let's face it the, the Houston result is disappointing but Houston didn't come in as a wounded team or, or a team struggling they came in on a high and they played with confidence now Dallas gets to play another team similar to what's going on with Portland. And that's what I want to see. I want to see Dallas go after them early, often, and just take it to them. Now, don't get me wrong. I guarantee you Minnesota circling this this game in the calendar, knowing that Dallas has a history of playing badly on the road and saying, hey, we got a team that struggles on the road. This can turn our season around. So, so I don't think they'll be down or pressured. I think they've circled it, and they're going to say, hey, this is our rally the wagons moment right here early in the season. But I'm just saying, they're clearly a wounded team, and mm-hmm. yeah. I want Dallas to go in there, and I don't want them to be you know, meek on the road playing for the, for, the, for the draw. I want them to just go after Minnesota early and see if maybe that team will fold. Yeah. That's what I want to see, and I would be disappointed if Dallas doesn't press early and try to get an early goal. Yeah, it, the news uh, this week, too, indicated that, that Bresson was going to possibly have to return to Brazil in anticipation of his green card, which is good stuff, which opens up another international slot for FC Dallas down the road. 
but he is not going to go until a little bit later this summer. And if Hedges is ready to go, you know, do we see a three for three return? You know, I think I think Lucci may have some options this weekend, but I hope he sticks with the four three three. But I, I agree with Jose. I think I think for Dallas, there is they have strong def, uh, strong defense, and certainly if if that's what Lucci thinks is best, is to go in and park the bus a little bit and try to come out with a with a zero zero. That, that's fine. I mean, I, I, you know, coaches have to point, game plan. A point would be a good result, yes. Yeah, but a point, you, know, you, t- you take it. I think, I think, I think he owes us three, three points from the Houston match, and <laughs> I think we'd all be happy with three points. But yes, I mean, I'm just saying this. I'm not saying I wouldn't be happy with a point. I would. I what I'm talking about is the style of play. Yeah, I, I agree. That, no, I agree. Even if they only do it for one half, I'd like to see Dallas come out on the front foot and and put it to. Minnesota and see if that team is as fragile as we all think they are. And I agree. If to, and if they and if and if Minnesota's in for a fight and they start reverting to their what everyone thought they would be, then okay, then then you can ease off the front foot. But I still would like to see them go for it. No, I agree with you. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing to lose here against Minnesota, and this early in the season, you're not expecting a whole lot. And if you go in and you, and you get torched by Minnesota, you go. You know, uh, we, we took our no, chances, but no, no, get, no getting torched by Minnesota. I mean, come yeah. on, the fans right now are pretty down on the team for the way they played, and and going up there and getting torched by a, a winless team. No, that's what? we need to avoid that. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, it's one thing to maybe lose right. on a on a on a PK or or a last second goal or something like that. I think we could stomach that, but if they go over there and, and they get crushed by Minnesota, I mean. People will be right. So you're saying that moves us closer to the panic button, the panic mode, right? Yes. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Minnesota's team is clearly struggling and and we I think we all think that we expect FC Dallas to get a result out of this, even if it's just a point. You know, if they get denied by some freak play or something, then so be it. But you don't want them to go to Minnesota and, and, and just fall flat on their faces then then i think questions will be asked well i i i would say it'd be more like a situation where where fc Dallas just goes and attacks and they get just punished a couple of times in counterattacks and and that's that you know i i, I think that could happen that could very well happen that could happen yes you know and and i think that's that's the kind of thing where if they push so it'll be interesting to see how lucci approaches this game but you're right i think i think minnesota's going to feel the pressure even though they it may have circled this day and they may know I think four losses in a row to start the season uh, has not to be surely not feeling good in that locker room. So it, it will be curious to see how they line up, what they do, what their health is like, and how they try to. And they were up two nothing against Colorado at Colorado, and I, I started watching a little bit of that game, and I thought, wow, okay, maybe Minnesota's waking up. And then they lost three to two. They just got drilled in the second half. So it may be fitness issues. It may be. Uh, so Dallas may with with this roster depth may have a, of a of a wrinkle there to bring out and and push the game in some ways in the second half and go for it, especially if they're down early. Then what do you have to lose? You go push for that that draw. You push for the you push for a go ahead goal. Um, and I think I think you may be right. I think I think what we'll actually get is Lucci playing it safe, keeping the game close, and then if the game's still you know zero zero or 
or one one or or something like that, you know, in the sixtieth minute, then he'll he'll have them push it, you know. But like I said, we'll see. I mean, I, I I'm not saying they should just go all out crazy, but I, I'd like to see them come out aggressively, you know, with with an attacking intent, a smart attacking intent in the first half, as opposed to waiting out to see how the game, you know, flow goes. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I, I think uh, I I followed Ben's advice and on my fantasy team picked uh, Vargas, and not too pl- pleased with that. But Obreon, I think, is a good good pick, and I think he's probably a good pick pick for this week. Uh, you know, to think about a guy who could get some success on the road. You I know, could, I started my fantasy football team, and I and I and I have not made a change to it since the first week, and I've been afraid to look. <laughs> Yeah, I should maybe take a peek and make some changes. Yeah, well, hey, you know, it is what it's. I don't, I don't, I don't follow it. And, and, I just and pick yes, guys Vargas randomly. has been one of my starters that whole time. So, I, yeah, yeah I, I should probably change that. Well, I think, I think too. The thing, other thing, I'm looking for is I am hoping Pepe gets another start. I think this is a great game to say to Hara, hey, we're gonna rest you another game. Uh, you know. We don't want to. We don't want to push you too much. Just on this, we'll keep you. We'll bring you in if we need to. But let Pepe run. Uh, Dallas did get a result at Minnesota. Was it last year? Or was it two years ago? Yeah, I think it's two years ago. You know it was what? Two, I, it was, I was a great Cervania. What you tell yeah. What you tell Hara is is don't tell him you're going to arrest him or anything like that. Just say, hey, we're going to play it safe for the first sixty minutes. So let Pepe go out there, keep them busy. And then we're gonna hit them hard, and you know after after you know in the last thirty minutes, and I want you there for that. Mm. That's how I would sell it, you know. You know yeah. we want you fresh in the end when we think they're vulnerable, and, and that might be a way to get, you know, get them to go for that. Other other than that, Hara starting. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, that let's uh, let's wrap it up for tonight. I mean we. We we haven't gotten to any North Texas talks. So let let's let's close uh, with some North Texas talk. Yeah. Okay. So I, I know some people have are probably panicked for whatever reason. You know, North Texas off to a one and two start, and you know, and I'll tell you right now, both losses has seen North Texas play against two grown ass teams with with men who are big and strong, and it's shown. The you know, uh, Greenville went out there and just out physical Dallas two weeks ago. And then Charleston shows up and mind you, they were probably the most physical team last year and the refs let them play. And that is never going to favor North Texas because they're, they're, they're a young, small athletic team compared to these big burly teams. I mean, Chattanooga just beat them up. You know, and I was during the game. I was saying, "Hey, you know, the refs are, are letting him play." I think Chattanooga got like one yellow card the whole match, which is ridiculous for how physical they are. And and but that's also veteran, you know, veteran players. You know, knowing when to foul and how to foul to get away with it, and that's what Chattanooga was doing. And North Texas has to get used to that. So I, I'm not too worried about it. I think you know it'll be like last year. It's going to take several weeks for Quill to figure out his his optimal rotation. There's still players. I mean, some of these players that 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 they signed have only come in 
in the past week or two. I mean, like Par, uh, Para started. It's only the real ga- first game that we got to see him start. I mean, he, he, he didn't look all that good. But then again, you know, it, he's only been a couple of weeks with the team. And you've got guys still coming in that hit, still need to be incorporated. We still got to get to see who they get from uh, from the academy. I'm still waiting for Salas and Montes de Oca to arrive from North Carolina. They're still alive. They're still starting for North Carolina. I think they're in the quarterfinals now. Now, I'm not saying it's a guarantee that they'll be with North Texas, but even if they get signed by FC Dallas, they probably get loaned right back to North Texas. Mm. And I think Salas being a defender is, is a player that could help the defense uh, with their issues. So right now they got they got issues. Like I said, it that's just give it time. You know, North Texas will figure it out. They have the talent pool to get this strained out, and they will. They're just going to struggle with those with those those teams. The independent teams have figured out that if they can beat up North Texas and the refs let them get away with it, that's the way to discombobulate the team. And mm. and and this is why this is why Dallas loves loves North Texas being in the USL League One because that's what they want. These young players. If they think they have it rough now, it's going to be rougher than that in MLS. So this is a great, great learning tool. And if Quill is doing everything right and the team is learning, they'll start winning because they certainly have the talent for it. So I wouldn't panic. It's just the growing pains. It's it's fun. It's fun to have plenty of soccer to enjoy, um, even if the results don't, haven't quite started the way we wanted. But hey. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of interesting talent on this team. There was interesting talent the past couple of years, but it let's be real, it's taken you know uh, you know they've lost a lot of that talent. They've had guys move on to move up the p- soccer pyramid, so to speak. Uh, and there's it's hard to replace that. Talent. Yeah, a lot of raw there's talent. Some... Walk on guys who've earned a spot because you know the Abilene Christian guy, uh, you know some guys like I that who look phenomenal. <laughs> you know the minutes he's gotten. Love has looked great. I mean, he, you can tell he's green. There's going to be growing pains with this team, and I'll tell you this right now. Okay, sure, they're not going to win the Shield in USL League One, but I guarantee you at the end of the season, there will be a playoff team, and there's not going to be a single of the favorites that's going to be one to square off with North Texas at the end of the season once they've gotten their rotation figured out, once the kids have had a full season and have got it all figured out, and they've been reinforced because, you know, once the summer transfer went, comes in and all those, you know, college players that used to they used to play for the mm-hmm. academy or for Texas SC, you know, do the quill, once they become available, those are future reinforcements right there. Potential reinforcements, I should say. So the resources for North Texas to fix any leaks, which are, there's quite a few right now, the resources are there. Mm-hmm. Just Quill has to figure out what he has first before he can deep in, dig into uh, into reinforcements. So he's got a team in flux. It's going to take a while for him to figure it out. And then the resources are there to, to plug any holes. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, I think you'll see pretty much what you saw last year where the team was one of the worst defensive teams in the league for the first half of the season. And then they finished like, the third best defense or fourth best defense at the end of the year because, you know, they brought in Hernandez. They brought in uh, – who else did they bring in? Uh, Colin Smith was another guy they brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they brought in like three or four players 
that suddenly turned that whole thing around. Oh, they started Mujoma. playing Justin Shea at, at, yeah. at center back as opposed to right back. And so, Munjoma yeah. got minutes and, and was really great I, too. I mean, I think Munjoma, Munjoma at, at right back, Shea got moved to center back, which was where the hole was, was at center back. You got Hernandez and you had, you got Colin Smith and all of a sudden the team just took off. I think they only lost to Greenville. It's the only team that they lost to that I can think of off the top of my head. And, and, but I think you can see more of that this year. Uh, it's going to be a up and down roller coaster ride for the first half of the season before they get it figured out. Well, let's leave it there tonight. Uh, remember, everybody, get your FCD fix at bigdsoccer.com. And you can also, we're turning this uh, live video stream into a podcast that you can listen to at your leisure. It is up on anchor.fm slash bigdafterdark, uh, but also available on a lot of the platforms spotify and stuff spotify is what i listen to it on on. cool so we're we're just really grateful that you all have joined us this evening thank you for joining us and we're hoping for uh, next monday night that we have uh, some points to talk about as fc dallas travels to minnesota for a for a big match up there um at a good time of year to do that all right so thank you all for joining us check us out on the website check us out on twitter good night Good night.